Thank you so much for joining us for another episode here at Trans in Color. We're so glad that you were able to tune in this week, and we have a very special guest this week by the name of Phoenix Montoya. Um, I know many of our followers might have seen him on Instagram as he's a bodybuilder, a model, and an advocate. So just in case you haven't seen him on Instagram and you want to know who we are speaking with today, you are able to find him on Instagram. Uh, his, his screen name is Phoenix underscore Montoya. So that's P-H-O-E-N-I-X underscore M-O-N-T-O-Y-A. So that's just so you can go and, of course, see who we are speaking with today. But he really did give a lot of great tips for um, you trans men that are on your journey. Um, and he has a lot of good things to say. So I really think you'll enjoy listening to uh, the interview that we had with him this week. And again, Phoenix, we really thank you for coming on the show. And all right, let's go ahead and jump right into the interview. All right. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you currently do? Oh, I do a whole lot of stuff. So my full-time job, my day job, I supervise an animal care facility at a university. So it's uh, we have a lot of research animals and we just do the husbandry aspect. I started there entry level, just kind of cleaning cages and worked my way up. So now I have direct reports that report to me. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's great because, you know, I have a degree in animal science. So I'm using my degree, you know, to pay back all those loans, which is nice. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people can't really say that. So I'm glad I got a job in the field. And then in addition to that, I do some part-time work doing liquor demos. Um, and I was really random, but it's really easy money and it's kind of fun, actually. So basically, I'll go either to a liquor store and set up a demo table, hand oh. out free samples, try and sell the bottles. Or I'll go to a bar and we'll do the same thing with like cocktails and just try and, you know, spread the word about the brand that we're representing and stuff like that. Okay. So that's a part-time gig. And then I freelance model a lot. So a lot of the work I do modeling is actually trade work. Um, oh. it's usually no one gets paid. It's just kind of for fun and exposure and all that stuff. I, I do get some paid work, but it's usually, um, a little more few and far between. Okay. okay. I write for FTM magazine, so I'm trying to crank out at least one article a week for them. Um, yeah, I do a whole lot of stuff. So I just try and stay busy. Obviously I'm at the gym all the time trying to keep my physique in shape. So go, 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 okay. go, go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's pretty cool. Man of many trades. That's, that's pretty cool. You do do a lot. Yes. Okay. So um, how do you feel, how do you help trans men? Like, do people come to you individually and talk to you about things? Or I know you said you also write for FTM Magazine. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so FTM Magazine, I kind of just recently started writing for them. Basically, they have themes every month. So I do try and, and match the theme as best I can. But, um, you know, Jason, the owner is, you know, really adamant about, you know, just because we're all part of a community doesn't mean we don't have different opinions and stuff like that. So I do try and keep my articles, you know, pretty personal too to me, because I think it's important to show that, okay. you know, just because we're all trans or we're all LGBT or, you know, whatever community you belong to doesn't mean that we can't be different, have different opinions and different hobbies and stuff like that. So I try and, you know, as, right. as much as I do try and help the community, I do also just try and, and be myself. I always said that, you know, I'll never you know, dull down my personality just to, you know, appease people on Instagram or stuff like that. But I do get a lot of direct messages through Instagram as well. Um, a lot of people who, um, I get a lot of teenagers who are like, you know, 16 years old, kind of questioning things, not really sure. So they'll ask me just, you know, how did you feel when you were my age? Or how did you feel this? And um, and then right. I, have, I even have people who are like, 
35, 40 years old, message me and I, you know, I'm just starting my transition and I can't believe, you know, how you, good you look and, you, you know, you make me feel good and look forward to things and stuff like that. So I get people of all ages from all, you know, just asking questions and just want to learn about the experience and they just want so much to relate to, you know? Right, right. I think that's awesome. I know that's why we had um, trans information and trans and color because I just realized there's so many people that have so many questions out there. So- and there's no one to even turn to to have them answer. So I think that's awesome that yeah, you're doing yeah. that. Yeah, it's one good thing about the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that is one good thing. Um, I know you mentioned that you were writing for FTM Magazine. How can people uh, read what you've written? Like, how do we get there? So they have a website, ftmmagazine.com. All, you know, exactly how it sounds. And so okay. they do they do online publications. And basically, you can kind of publish them whenever. So whenever I'm done writing one, I just usually post it. Then they also have a physical copy of the magazine that comes out quarterly. I know Jason's trying to make it monthly right now. He's working on getting sponsors and getting more funding. That way he can make it a monthly mm-hmm. magazine because I know that's what he really wants to do. But as of right now, as far as I know, it's a quarterly magazine. And he even has a sliding scale subscription. So you can subscribe for as little as a dollar and get this magazine print and mailed to you every quarter. So I highly recommend it. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's, he's trying to do really good things for the community and bring us all together in ways that are um, unconventional. And, and I, I really appreciate that because I really appreciate how, you know, so honest and upfront he is. And he's a really good guy. So I, I you can log on the website and read those articles for free. And then if you want the physical hard copy, which um, has more exclusive content, you can just subscribe uh, a monthly fee and you can get that delivered to your door. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for that, because I know a lot of our listeners were, will probably want to visit there and even order the magazine. Of course. Yeah, it so actually even has a new, um, a new link where you can sign up to be a writer. I know he just, I think he just signed on like 20 new writers, and it's, you know, it doesn't have to be for the formal wow. magazine. It can just be for the website if you want. And yeah, mm-hmm. so if anybody's interested in that, I highly suggest you put in an application and, and see where that goes if, you, if that's something that you would like to do. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for telling our listeners that. Oh, thing that can unite the, you know, people in the trans community. I'm all Yeah, I mean, and I'm the kind of person, so. like, I didn't know I was a writer until I started writing. And then I was like, holy crap, I have so much to say. <laughs> so I'm sure that there's a lot oh, of people yeah. out there who feel the similarly and just don't have the confidence. So, right. I mean, go ahead and do it. You know, yeah. the worst that's going to happen is that you get turned down or maybe you have to edit a little bit. But I say go for it. Right. Or right. try again, you know? Yeah, so that's great. Okay, um, so let me ask you a little bit uh, more personal sure. question. Um, when did you know that you wanted to transition, and how long has that been for oh, you? Oh, man, it's, it's tough to say that because I feel like I always knew that I wanted to transition, but when I was younger, it was just the stigma. Like, I, you know, you, you, your friends and your family make these little comments and, you know, these little remarks about people who they see on TV or people they see in person who are... And, you know, you just get those snide remarks, you know, like, oh, look at that person. Like, oh, I hope you don't end up like that person. So I would just, I would, I hit it for the longest time. I mean, the earliest I ever expressed it, I think I was like six or seven years old. I t- turned to my brother and I was like, hey, I want to be a boy. And he was like, ha, that's hilarious. Let me go tell this other person to make fun of you. So I just like stopped expressing that, you know, right. but for the longest time I, I was in like almost denial about it. Like I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't know a lot about it. I didn't want to put my family through it mm-hmm. and stuff. So it wasn't until I was 19, I was a sophomore in college, that I actually, you know, began the process. And the reason I chose to do the process was because uh, my freshman year of college, I moved into UMass Amherst dorm and they have a floor called the two and 20 floor or the rainbow floor. And so it's oriented towards LGBTQIA plus people and allies. 
But I moved on to that okay. floor. I met a couple trans guys. I literally watched them, you know, take their shots and slowly change over the course of the year. And I was like, holy crap, this is what I need to do. <laughs> and so literally like the, the wow. first month of my sophomore year, I was out like finding a therapist, changing my name, doing all that stuff. And, you know, a few short months later, I was on hormones and here we are today, seven years later. So seven years. That's, that's yeah, today's really actually my anniversary. <laughs> it oh, is. It is? Happy my first tee yeah. shot was seven years ago today. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Well, Thank you. Yeah, that. it's crazy. Yeah, I, I know I'm still at the beginning. Well, not beginning, but I've, I'm almost at two years. But I started later on in life because I'm 34 oh, wow. now. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I started pretty late. But I just love to hear different people's stories about like when they when they decided, you know, that they were ready. Yeah, to it's never so. too late to be who you are. That's what I say. Yep, that is true. That is true. Um, so this is personal as well. I know um, you mentioned your family. Do are they accepting of your transition oh, or how do they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, at first, there was a little hesitation, as I'm sure there are with a lot of people. But I know my mom came around right away. Um, I feel like the younger the younger you are, the easier it was for me to tell you, like my younger siblings and cousins, they were all just like, okay, yep. Like didn't even blink. Like, yeah, we saw this coming, you know? Um, right. You know, my father was a little rough around the edges for a couple of years, but um, as of right now, like you would never even guess that he's, he comments on all my stuff saying on how, how proud he is that wow. I'm his son and like, I'm a better man than he could ever be. So it's, you would never guess we had that turmoil in the beginning. So I say for the most part, everyone is super accepting. That's wonderful. I'm very yeah, happy. I'm very for fortunate. You. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. All right. So I know you said you've been on a T for like uh, seven yep. years now. Um, and so when you were watching the different guys give themselves their shots, how long did it take you to be like, you know what, I want to do this? Or was it was it like a long process? Or once you saw them, it you just knew that that's what you wanted to do for sure. It took me a little while. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was, first of all, I was, I was afraid of the giving yourself a shot thing. I was like, I will never be able to do that. I could never give myself a shot. Like, mm. that will never happen. Mm. But, I mean, if, as far as everything, I was just always afraid that um, I was going to, like, regret it or something. Like, what if I, you know, start doing these things and, and it changes the way I feel. And, you know, now I regret it and I have all these permanent changes that I can't go back on. So, honestly, it just it took me, I think, the day I realized that I like the first day that I told my friends like, Hey, I want to go by Damien from now on. I believe I was uh-huh. working uh, the, earlier that day. And I just remember someone referred to me as like she or her. And I just cringed. And I was just like, uh-huh. why, why am I putting myself like, why am I cringing every time someone refers to me as a female? I, I now know that this mm-hmm. option exists. I see people going through it. I see how happy they are and how more, much more confident they're becoming. And, and you know, just the, um, the anatomical changes, like I didn't know hormone therapy was a thing until I met trans guys. I thought it was just all a surgical process. That was it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it doesn't sound very appealing to me because, you know, I want facial hair and muscles and all that other stuff. I don't want just the junk and the top surgery. I just, you know, I want all the other characteristics too. So once I saw that that was an option, I was like, all right, now I got to work my way into doing right. the shot thing. And because um, I knew there were other options <laughs> too with a T, but, you know, I mm-hmm. heard about like how long they take to kick in and, you can't like you know if it's the gel you can't touch certain people after that and stuff so it took me a little while to come around the idea of the shot but i think i was just so excited Mm -hmm. like the adrenaline just took over and i haven't had any hesitation (laughs) since that's awesome um so you have no problems with giving yourself the shot oh yeah no not at all no 
So I was just wondering, because I know um, for myself, I have the intramuscular. Same. And I hate that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, at first, it was intimidating. But I started. Um, I had a friend who just started tea, and they're doing the sub-Q. And that, to me, mm-hmm. looks way worse. Like, you have to slowly put it in at really? an angle, and then you can see it bubble. And I was like, oh, that is that would freak me out. I'd rather just, because I am, all I do is, like, I don't even think about it. I just go one, two, three, boom, and just, like, almost like a dart, you know, just nail it in there. It's over. I've, I've learned to avoid that Charlie horse spot. <laughs> so, honestly, like, yeah, I, I've had no issues with the shot um, probably since, like, the first year. Oh, wow. Well, that's that's really good. Like I said, I cannot go fast yet. I still have to put the needle in slow. Still yeah, for me, that makes it. me more anxious. I'd rather just, like, get it over. <laughs> like, throw it in there. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, I should try it, but we'll, you gotta work your way we'll see next it. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, top surgery. Um, when did you have top surgery? So I was also very fortunate in the fact that UMass Amherst Insurance covers transition-related surgeries. So I, wow. I knew, and um, so yeah, I was a sophomore when I started the process. I knew I needed to get this done before I graduated or else if I was on my own, I knew I would never be able to save up enough money, you know, with between paying rent, student loans, bills and all that. I just knew right. that if I graduated right. and hadn't had it done yet, it wasn't going to happen for a long time. So even though I had like my family's insurance, I jumped on UMass's insurance as a, a supplemental insurance and got the top surgery mm-hmm. done. Honestly, it was like a little over a year since I started the process and like maybe nine months after I started testosterone. So the wow. date was December 11th, 2012. So it's been six years oh. now. Seven, almost seven years. Wow. Yeah, six and a half. Wow. So that was offered through your school. Yes. And I, I believe I was the first never- student to use it in that way because when I called the insurance company to start the process, they were like, all right, so bear with us because we've never done this before. <laughs> so... I- yeah, that was pretty cool. Wow, that that's pretty amazing. I like I said, I definitely didn't know any schools did that. I know when I went to college, our insurance was like basically a little clinic. One yeah, room. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing like just for to treat colds yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty. Good. Wow, I think all schools should start doing that. But that's a that's lot of awesome. them are starting to. Yeah, a lot of them are. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. So see, I need to do some more research on stuff like that so I can offer that to uh, listeners because um, I know we have a lot of them that are in college. Yeah, so I would definitely look into might... it. It can't hurt. And, um, you know, there are also certain states where it's mandatory. I think it's like either like Washington or, or Oregon or something like one of those states up there. Has, it's like, you know, people move there just to get surgeries because their insurance just covers it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Give me more research yeah, to do. for sure. <laughs> definitely something to tell people about. Um, yeah, I just learned the other day that, you know, uh, different companies, if you're a veteran, health insurance companies will cover you if you're a veteran, like your Airbnb oh. and your flight and travel. Yeah, stuff that's awesome. Surgery. So, yeah, there's so many things out there that are available to us. I guess we just got to do Absolutely, research, for sure. So. That's why awareness and education is so important. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So I know you said... Um, you decided to officially go through with the process when someone called you, referred to you as a mm. female, um, and it just made yeah. you cringe. So you feel like you ever suffered from gender dysphoria as oh, well? Oh, yeah. I've suffered from gender dysphoria ever since I hit puberty. I mean, even probably before that. Um, I would say up until maybe like last year or two years, um, I, I it's very rare occurrence now. I'm, I'm so happy with my body now. It's 
you know, I experienced a little bit of dysphoria around like my thighs and my hip area. But other than that, I mean, I'm like iffy on bottom surgery. I, I it just for me the process right now isn't exactly worth it and you know i don't i don't mind my setup down there right now i it doesn't really make me that dysphoric anymore it's you know especially because with, with the modeling and everything i've done a lot of nude work and stuff so honestly a lot of that has helped me combat the dysphoria the fitness and everything so i would say i definitely experienced it for majority of my life and i'm kind of now just not like cured of it obviously but i would say i'm pretty much over it except for the occasional bad day Got you. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that, you know, for the most part, you're you're good and you don't have to deal with that uh, all me the time. Too, yeah. yeah, that's good. I know some people suffer from it, you know, really bad, even after, you know, being on testosterone or, um, you know, having top surgery and of stuff. Of course, so, yeah. Yeah, I I'm, can say that I'm blessed that I don't have to deal with those thoughts mm-hmm. either. That's good. Um, I'm, yeah, and I'm not worried about having um, bottom surgery. It's, it, it doesn't cause any type of dysphoria for me, Dang, actually. Yeah. At first I was like, well, is something wrong with me? Because, you know, people, I don't know if you've seen this debate where you have, they say you have to be dysphoric. Oh yeah, you know, no, that's baloney. Too. I don't right. that. And so questioning myself, cause I was like, well, I'm okay with what's down here. So am I not trans, you know, Right. Yeah. No. Every myself. that's the thing about being trans is that every trans experience is different. You can't just say just because we're all trans it means we all have the same experience. It's totally different for everybody. Like I know guys who absolutely need to have bottom surgery to feel okay, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a route I don't choose to take. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I and I, I love your take on that because that's that's how I feel about it too. You know, it's everyone is their own individual person. No one's gonna think of the course. same. Every, different everyone's path is different and we need to be embracing of all male bodies bottom surgery or not right exactly exactly okay okay um so i was going to ask you about different milestones i know that you uh talked about modeling and stuff like that but do you have any like milestones that you've reached that you're super proud of when it comes to you know being trans and stuff yes so i would say probably the first milestone that I can think of right now was probably the first time I got on a bodybuilding stage and officially competed for the first time. That's oh, something wow. that I never envisioned myself ever doing. Um, you know, even after I started the process of transitioning. So the fact that I actually followed through with it and actually I've done two shows now and plan on doing more um, to this day. I just, I'm so proud of that because it just was never an option in my head. So the fact that I've already been there, done it and plan on pursuing it is just amazing. That's pretty cool. Okay, so how how long do you work out per day? Because I'm just trying to figure that out for bodybuilding and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, every time I'm at the gym, I'm usually there for at least an hour and 15, hour and a half. And I'm usually there five to six times a week. Okay. I don't know why I thought it would be even more than that. Because when I initially saw your photos, I, I don't know. It seemed like you'd be in the gym a lot. <laughs> but... no, I mean, I'd be there a lot more if I wasn't so strict with my diet sometimes. But you got you to gotta find the balance. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Um, okay, well, I mean, those were just some of the questions I had. Um, oh, I did want to ask you another yeah. thing. Um, so when you, after you started your transition, how did that affect you when it came to dating? Or were you dating? Ooh, that's or- a good question. And- so I was <laughs> dating somebody when I began the process and probably like... Um, not quite a year, but almost a year into the process, I was dating somebody, and 
it was really rough because this person, every time we fought, that was like the first go-to, you know, they would do those low blows like, oh, well, you're just a girl or, you know, they would throw those, those remarks at me. And so that's when I knew that this person was not something, uh, someone I could be with because like, I can't right. be with somebody who's going to constantly throw being trans in my face. Like, that's just not fair. Um, right. So um, honestly, like it, it really hasn't really affected my dating life. I would say most of the women that I have dated since transitioning have considered themselves straight for the most part, um, mm-hmm. which is something that was really validating for me because, you know, I was always concerned that, like, if I was to transition that no one would want me because I'd be stuck in the middle, you know? Like, I couldn't be with lesbians, I mm-hmm. couldn't be with straight girls. But now that mm-hmm. I've d- gone through the process, I found that there are a lot of women out there who consider those, themselves straight who don't have an issue with trans men. And um, so the yeah. biggest hurdle right now, because I'm single now, so the biggest hurdle for me right now is, like, when I'm dating, like, when to bring it up if they don't know. Luckily, through Instagram and stuff like that, it's, you know, if you if you follow me or if you well, found me through the internet, like, you already know, pretty much. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. like, with Tinder and stuff, like, I would always go back and forth between putting it on my profile and not. And it's never really mm-hmm. made a difference with my matching potential, but um, and I find that most of the time when I when I bring it up out of, in, out of the blue, it's it's not really a big deal for most people. I have had a couple people that have turned me down, which is, you know, whatever. I mean, I feel like... I wouldn't want to be with somebody who thinks that way and is that closed-minded anyway. So they're kind of saving me from wasting my time. Um, sure. Yeah. It's, it's so a lot of people think that you have to disclose it right away because it's like deceitful. And I don't see it that way because the way I see it is I'm not just a trans guy. I am so many other things before I'm a trans guy. You know, I'm a model, I'm a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. um, I'm an animal care professional. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a good person. First of all, you know, I'm not right. just some trans guy. So when I right. first introduced myself, it's just, you know, I'm Damien. This is who I am. And I, I usually bring it up on the first date. But like I said, I like to have a conversation first. Get to know me a little bit first. Uh, because I find mm. that people who just don't know a lot about the transgender community or may be on the fence about it, they might be a little hesitant if that's the first thing they see about you. But if they can get to know you a little bit and see that you're a person and then that you're trans, they can be like, oh, like, I didn't know that you could be this and be trans or look like this and be trans so it might open mm. the door for more people if you just you know let them get to know you a little bit first like i would never lie about it first of all if anybody asked me outright and i would never hide it but i think that it's it's valuable to have someone get to know you a little bit first that way they don't just label you as like that trans guy because that's you know it's not what we are right. we're, we're people and then we're trans exactly. so i've always been a, um you know someone that who, who would disclose it but like let's have a conversation first I don't think that, right. you know, not saying it right away is deceitful at all. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you. And I think it's it's amazing to me once you have a conversation with someone and you don't disclose that initially, how more open-minded they right. can be. Because like, people have been like, oh, I never thought I would talk to someone that was trans, you know, because they have all these pre- preconceived ideas. Exactly. In their mind. And they're probably inaccurate. You know. Right. They are inaccurate. And, you know, we're like you said, we're just people. And once they are able to interact with us and talk with us, they're able to see that. Right. So that's awesome. Okay. Um, Well, I just have one more question for you and then I can let you go on about your day. Um, What do you have any advice that you would like to give, you know, trans men out there or anyone that's trying to go through this process? So number one is, is be patient. And I know I'm like preaching to the choir here because I'm probably the least patient person there is. 
But, you know, <laughs> speaking from this perspective now, seven years later, I can say that there is so much value in just being patient and not beating yourself up about it because these things take time. These changes take time. Um, and you know, my body's still adjusting seven years later. I still notice little differences. My, my facial hair grows in a little bit thicker, musculature changes, um, fat distribution is still happening. So just be patient. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Um, it, it, like, don't, yeah, just like love yourself no matter what, you, you know, you only get one body, you only get one life. So even though you might not be the one that you identify with, you, you have to yeah. learn to love yourself first and foremost, um, especially, you know, when it comes to dating and stuff like that, you're not going to. You're not going to be in a healthy relationship if you don't love yourself first. And I've learned that the hard way, unfortunately. Um, and then um, don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, I, you know, honestly, I, you know, people are haters, you know, straight people, cis people, whatever. But honestly, I get probably the most harsh criticism from within the community. So I would just say, mm. don't be afraid to be yourself because we really need to, to teach people and not just outside the community, but within the community that we are all different. We all have opinions. Mm. We're all people. And just because you and I are trans doesn't mean we have to get along, like that kind of thing. Like, you know, we're all people. We have differences. We need to appreciate and, and celebrate those differences and not just jump down each other's throats because you have a different culture than I do or, you know, you just don't understand a terminology the right way. Like, you know, just because you're trans doesn't mm -hmm. mean you were brought up in this super progressive, liberal, um, politically correct environment. Because I know for a fact that I wasn't. I'm right. still learning a lot about terminology and, you know, how to talk to people and sensitivity and political correctness. Like, I'm still learning oh. so much. But yeah, so, like, we're not all from the same walks of life, and we need to understand that. And just because you're a trans man does not mean you're obligated to then advocate for the community, represent the community, out yourself. There are so many guys out there who just want to live, like, a stealth life and try and get away with just being a normal guy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. A lot of guys get attacked for that and, like, are being – like, I've gotten attacked for being too cis-looking. You know what I mean? It's just, like, you can't, you can't be this all-inclusive, all-embracing community and then attack someone for being too, quote-unquote, straight-looking or, like, you know, cis-looking. It's not fair. This is the body that I've always envisioned for myself. This is the body that I've worked hard for. And right. I don't think that I should be um, attacked for it, especially when I am visible. I am open. I am, you know, advocating and I am educating people. So the fact that I get attacked all the time for, like, looking too cis or straight, it, it really does, like, it bugs me. Like, we're supposed yeah. to be a, a community. Why are we attacking each other? We should be embracing each other, lifting each other up. It makes no sense to me. So that's another right. thing that I like to tell guys, like, just not even trans guys, but the community in general. Um, we just need to be more accepting of each other and lift each other up because, you know, a lot of times it's going to be us against the world and we just need to band together and celebrate our differences. And at the same time, just learn to respect each other's opinions because we're all different. Just because we're all in the same community community doesn't mean we have different or the same opinions. So we just need to learn how to respect that. You're so correct. You're so correct. Well, thank you so much, uh, Phoenix, for coming on the show again. Um, you really had a lot of good information to offer and i know i appreciate it and i know our listeners will appreciate it as well um so yes thank you thank you so much yeah thank you for having me it was a pleasure and um yeah well thank you again and i really do hope that you have a great day you too sir and I keep all right well it's time to wrap things up uh once again i want to thank all of you for tuning in uh just remember that you can always follow us on instagram 
at trans underscore in underscore color. And you can also follow us on Facebook at trans and color. Um, you can always join our Facebook group and join in the conversation if you have the time. And if you want to have your question or comment featured, or if you want your business advertised on our next episode, just remember that you can DM us or send us an email. Um, you can also visit us at www.transandcolor.com if you have any questions. Don't forget to subscribe and remember that we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All right, we'll catch you all next week.